then Dave said, put our dicks on the table and let's measure them up, which we haven't done in years. But it's the Oscars. So he said, let's put a scorecard together and let's do some predictions. So we put our dicks on the table and this is what we came up to. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. picture. I was wrong about um, Laura Dern. I like her. I'm glad she got the award, but I didn't think they were going to give it to her. And I think the biggest difference was um, I think Dave, I think you you were right about Parasite getting like a best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I had thought they were going to give that you know, to, to, to Tarantino for Once Upon a Time. Um, we were both right about Brad Pitt. I missed his speech. I'm like, I did again, too. I'm mad about that, but they did they did his for some reason so freaking early. In the presentation, well, I was like, "What? That's ridiculous." They've uh, kind of done that in the last few years, where they'll put the uh, best act, or best supporting actor, or actress early to kind of get the audience in, if you will. Yeah. Well. Um, so Dave was right about. Uh, well, I think we were both right about best adapted screenplay for JoJo. Um, no, you were right on okay, that. On that I one? thought it was Little Women. Oh, okay. And um, we were both right about Joaquin, obviously. And he had a whole speech about baby cows um, for best no. actor. So. <laughs> yeah, his he his was a good speech, but it was a little got a little awkward in the middle. <laughs> yeah, we got a little off topic there, but the, it's gonna go down in history as like one of those off topic Oscar speeches. Right. Have nothing to do with the movie you were in, or or really even making movies. And it's more like inject your personal politics because this, this is your forum, your pulpit. I was like, oh yeah, there's not going to be no no time during the rest of the year is anybody going to listen to him. So he might as well get it all out, I guess. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, let's see who looked who looked the most disappointed. Um, who looked the most disappointed? Yeah. Who do you think looked the most disappointed of, of the big ones? You know, like the actor categories or the director or like. Uh, um, I don't know, because I, I was keeping an eye out for that, and I didn't really see anybody with any uh, hurt feelings. Um, okay. Like, I, I, I was on the lookout for Tarantino, because I thought Tarantino was going to get a few things, but uh, he, I think him and Bong Joon-ho uh, have been friends, or like he's been an admirer of him for a while, so uh, dude, Tarantino... About Bong Joon-ho, like, what a humble, like, dedicated, hardworking filmmaker that, like, you don't see, like, his kind of... You don't see filmmakers like that anymore. You know, like, they're just like, they set out to make a good movie and they pull the resources together. And then, like, who is that little cute little lady who, like, they kept trying to shut the lights off during the speech? She was, like, on the cast and crew or something? I think so, that was a producer. It was, she was one of the producers? All right. I think so. Yeah, and, like, literally, like, um, you know what's great is that, like, it wasn't, like, 
I mean, oh, obviously Joaquin was in a comic book movie, right? But, right. I mean, Parasite's not the biggest movie in the world, and it's not like a blockbuster-dominating, like, giant movie. You can almost say that it was like actually like an indie movie. You know? Oh, very much. So, it and it took everything. And, and, like, I think you and I have talked before about, like, the best picture should just be the best picture. Like, there shouldn't be this, like, oh, it's the best picture, but just across the pond, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the best foreign movie, not just the best movie. But right. usually there's, like, a landslide, and it was winning in some other categories, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, boom, best director, best picture, right. you know? The best director thing, like, it, it kind of surprised me, but not totally. I, I did think Tarantino was going to get it, mm. but I thought if Tarantino did not, it would have been Bong Joon-ho, uh, the mm-hmm. next in line. Um, I, I I really thought, uh, there, was a, there was a lot of talk of maybe 1917 getting best picture, but I I, did, I really didn't think that was going to get it. I, I, thought, I thought it was going to be really a race between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and... I don't know, man. I have this thing about war movies, like, I don't want to forget about, like, the the tragedies. Like, don't forget about the people that were affected, or the soldiers, for that matter. But I'm tired of war movies. I really am. Like, I'm tired of World War II movies. I'm tired of World War One, And, like, for that movie, that I'm glad it didn't get... I mean, it got some things, but I'm glad it didn't take the majors because it snuck in at the end of the year. And, like, I have no respect for that. Somebody that drops a movie at the end of the year just to get into an Oscar race. Rather than, you know, working hard, releasing your movie, and then competing, you know? Like, just at the end, throw some money at it and get into the race, you know? Um, well, it, it was a good movie, though. I mean, I, I didn't I, I didn't think it was going to win Best Picture, but it was okay. actually not a bad movie. So I've got the scorecard so I could be a little bit, little bit more accurate here. So we both missed on Best Director. Um, I got Best Picture. Um, you missed on a little Best Adapted. Yeah. You were right about Best Original, and then you were right about Laura Dern. You Oh, you got me for Renee Zellweger. That was the major category that I, I really thought it was going to go to Scarlett Johansson for uh, actress in the leading role. And, I, I, I just know Hollywood likes to pat itself on its own back. I mean, uh, she's playing Judy Garland, who uh, people, you know, and I, I just, I first saw that one going to it's her. A, it's almost like a posthumous Oscar for Judy Garland, as opposed to, like, well, I'll give it to me, Renee Zellweger. Kind of. You know? Um, Which is honestly why I thought Once Upon a Time was going to win, too, because, like, Hollywood loves to reward itself a lot of times. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think Renee Zellweger said on the uh, Spirit Indie stage, like, she she thanked her, her I don't know, the Hollywood community for welcoming, back, welcoming her back, you know, into, like, mm. the limelight. And I'm like, did she really go away? I mean, what'd she do? Did she take a four-year break or something? Like, I don't, I mean, she, she did for actually. While, you know? Yeah, but she did take a long break in the middle and didn't really do anything for a long time. All right, fair enough. But uh, I don't think you have to thank anybody. And then no, Adam Sandler she's... was very immature and like did like his stupid little voices that he used to do in the '90s during his speech. But then basically okay, he... said he basically said the Oscars are for the popular kids and for everybody else the rejects. That's what this the Spirit Awards are. But you know what, like. I watched the Spirits and I usually don't, but I watched them this year and like they're terrible. They put everybody in a hot tent in the in the, by the beach, and they just tent it up, and then they have poor writing, and then like the, none of the jokes are hitting, and like the timing's off, and it looked like there were there were several moments where Aubrey Plaza just wanted to like slit her wrists on stage. Either the jokes were that bad, or like the, the the mechanisms, the mechanical mechanisms of the show were not running correctly, right? Hmm. And uh, anyway, um, 
and I guess like the spirits are supposed to be the true indies, but there's nothing really indie anymore. So you know that's why it, the Parasite movie from South Korea is so so interesting. Um, yeah, because I mean, it, it, it's really I mean, what's indie anymore? A, a movie that that's the budget is like less than thirty million. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, kind of. I mean, it's indie over here is like not what you know not what it used to be. Although, did you see Robert Rodriguez is making original content like? The first piece for original content from Tubi is going to be a horror movie that he gave some guy money to make or whatever. It's like another like one of those seven thousand dollars stories. I don't know. If yeah, he he made it. It's a I forget what the name of it is, but it's basically about like a medical student uh, working for money, like he used to do for uh, to make El Mariachi, and I guess he did make it for like seven thousand. So yeah, yeah, and it's going to be a Tubi original, which that's. He didn't make it in, in mind for 2B, but they bought it up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, I guess I, I'm kind of jumping around. I said, let us, re like, I guess, finish up the Oscar talk. But, um, see, I couldn't really tell if it was a great year or not a great year. Like, I was so happy that some people won, disappointed that others didn't win. It would have been cool to see Driver get an award. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Between it, he, he, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, um, even though, you know, Joker, I think it won for the right award. Um, I did think his performance was good. Although I will say if uh, Adam Sandler did sneak in, I would have actually edged out Adam Sandler for uh, Joaquin if that had been the race. But yeah, but that's just based on personal preference, not necessarily. I don't know. Uh, oh, sure. But yeah, actually, this is uh, this year wasn't that bad. I mean, I didn't really get too disappointed, um, surprised, but not disappointed. It is awkward um, without a host. I, I yeah, a little Billy bit. Crystal's point. Billy Crystal's point was like the host is part of the show. Like it's actually part of the entertaining reason to watch the Oscars. Right. And they also keep everything in line and moving and on time. And this is super robotic. Um, I would almost volunteer. Be like, you can pay me scale or pay me nothing. Just love movies. I'll go there. I'll, I'll, you, right. you know what I mean? I got no agenda. I don't have a political speech. I'm just like, welcome to the movies. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. That, that's what they need. They need to put like a binge watcher on stage, like a fan. Like a professional movie fan. And their only job is to celebrate and basically like verbally masturbate off all the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just Dude. there to just be a star fucker. And you just star fuck your way through the whole Oscars, you know? That's, Tell you what, put it. us up there. With motorized uh, lazy boys, so we can uh, just be like we're binge watching the whole time, and we can like <laughs> remote control drive well, anywhere. That's not so far fetched because one day there might be a binge watcher specific award show where like the fans are awarding everything, and like you could that would be so awesome. Yeah, to power in with like some binge watcher stuff, your snacks, your drinks, and your chair. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a great setup. Yeah, that's totally good. Um, What's funny is, like, the year's wrapped up for all the 2019 stuff, obviously, because these are movies held over from the year, and they're getting awarded now, but yeah. I don't have, like, a favorite movie. Like, I go, I gotta buy the DVD of this, I gotta get the memorabilia, I gotta get the toys, I gotta see it in theater. I didn't have, like, a a really profound movie moment. Um, you know? Like, I... nothing really touched me in a way that, like, I'm like, oh. Like, it, usually, like, what'll have like, there'll be one or two films a year where... It makes you, like, question your, like, beliefs, or it makes you, like, just, like, reaffirm what you were supposed to be doing, or 
just like breaks you down and then puts you back together. I didn't have like a come to Jesus moment with any of the movies this year, you know, which is like, which is a little disappointing. Um, I don't know. Um, Parasite was pretty good because I saw it a few months ago. Um, It lived up to the hype. Um, uh, I know you haven't seen it. Uncut Gems is up there. It kind of got robbed of a lot of uh, Oscars um, or snub. Um, I I really, I don't know. There's movies I really like this year. Um, you might be right. I didn't have maybe a come to Jesus moment or like, oh, this is my new favorite movie of this year. But, uh, there's, there's some pretty decent ones. I mean, Dolomite is my name. I've seen a couple times. Um, I've watched, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at least twice now, once at home. Hmm. Um, my son thinks, um, well, one of my sons thinks that, uh, the Oscars are like irrelevant. (sighs) Unfortunately, to a generation, he might be right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's sad to say. I think it's just, we're, it's nearing 100. No institution lasts forever. Oof. Uh, I'll share one fantasy with you, though. I had had a fantasy of, like, being on that stage. You know, having written something that people care about. Or having, like, you know, directed a movie that, you know, matters. But right. Even that might be irrelevant now. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I thought about, I don't know, it isn't, that's weird, right? You know, some little kids dream about going to outer space or, like, you know, becoming police or firefighters, but, yeah, I think for me, like, my 10 or 11-year-old dream was, like, I'm gonna go to Hollywood, I'm gonna put on a tuxedo, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, you know, be on the Snipe Show and, like, all that shit. Eh, who knows, um talking about come to Jesus moments, if you're talking about spirituality, a lot of people have like a spiritual experience with um, David Lynch's movies. And David wanted to take us through this bad romance of the tale of star-crossed lovers, you know, in Big Tuna, Texas, with uh, a little movie called uh, Wild at Heart, which is actually doesn't really have a presence online. There's some clips on YouTube... Tubi at one point had the movie. Um, I'm surprised it's not on Amazon Prime. This is a hard movie to track down, folks. You'd have to buy yourself a copy of the movie. But um, I thought it would have a greater online presence. You, you know what comes up from Wild at Heart is some veterinarian show. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really surprised. Um, I, I guess when I chose this, I wasn't thinking that far ahead because I own a Blu-ray, which I guess we can put an Amazon link to go buy the Shop Factory <laughs> Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. We'll make people buy, like, a $15 DVD. <laughs> it's, I think it's worth it. This is actually my favorite David Lynch movie. Oh, this is your um, favorite. I was, I see, I, I'm always pinned for uh, probably Lost Highway, you know? That one's great. I mean, I don't, um, I, I think this is, like, everything I wanted in a David Lynch movie and an understandable story. Mm. <laughs> he, he loves, he loves his abstract, uh, his abstract art, which is fine, but, um, at least this one I can watch and not feel like a dummy and still get, like, weirdness from it. He's got big naked ladies dancing around. He's got Willem Dafoe with, like, ground-down teeth. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, he like got Crispin Glover. Of, uh, bru- like, what's interesting about the movie is, like, the brutality of the violence. Like, everything seems normal except for literally the violence. Usually, like, a lot of his stuff is, like, really, really out there. I mean, mm. he does have some, like, what's great about his movies, they're all character actors. Nobody's famous. Right. Like, obviously, Nick Cage and Laura Dern are famous now. Defoe is but famous now. But not at now. the time. Yeah. But, yeah, not at the time. Like, he was, like, pulling people out of, like, obscurity. 
and giving them their first opportunities, really, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I even recognized there was a guy who was running the motel, and the other people were asking him who's staying in the motel, and he was telling a story about how, oh, they're shooting a pornographic, or, you know, he's like, they're shooting a pornographic film, but Texas style. But he's got, like, a slightly crooked nose, and I was like, damn, I saw him in a movie, like a comedy, where he's yelling at somebody else, and I was like, wow, like, that guy's not, he's not in anything, but here he is in a David Lynch movie, you know? Right. Um, it's that kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, he, he, he chooses great actors and great faces, um, yeah. you know, like Harry Dean Stanton has been, like, a long, uh, uh, long-standing David Lynch oh, actor. and then who's playing the mom? Who had the hots for, um, God, what is her, is married For Harry Dean Stanton. That's actually Diane Ladd. That's actually yeah. Laura Dern's real-life mother. Yeah, so, but she's also Hollywood royalty, right? Like, Diane Ladd, like, so, so she's almost like golden era. Like, if you want to say, like, describe, like, Laura Dern is silver era. Her mom's like, her mom and dad are golden era or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, well, um, her dad for sure. I yeah. mean, is. But, I mean, what's funny about this plot is it's really set off by the fact that the mom wanted to bang the dude and then is scorned. Like, she feels like she's a lover scorned. But then I wondered, like, do you think they hooked up? Like, before the drunk at the thing that they were at, theater or whatever, whatever they were mm-hmm. doing in the beginning of the movie, like, do you think there was some to, something to... What are their names? Lulu is the name of the girl, right? Lulu, uh... And, and what's the Sailor. name of the dude? Oh, Sailor, that's right. Um... Because the mom's got the hots for him like nothing other. And then she's, and then she's like doing like a complete, um, seems like a very down in Texas maneuver, like, or a trailer park maneuver. Yeah, it's okay for the, for the, you know, the groom to hook up with the mother-in-law, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, no big deal. And then like, and then, then one of his friends gets paid to kill him with a switchblade, but after hooking up with the mom, right? Like, is, yeah. is that clear? I mean, is it clear that, that the other guy had sex with the mom before he accepted the job to go kill him? Is oh, that... I think so. Yeah, okay. Because she's sleeping with everybody to try to get them to kill him. <laughs> That's how she's paying for the, the hitman? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she's got she's got Harry Dean Stanton by a finger. Or oh, wrapped around that poor finger. bastard. That, I don't know. This is um, the most innocent that I've seen Harry Dean Stanton. Usually his characters are a lot grittier and not susceptible to deception, but he's he's kind of deceived in this movie. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of true. He's usually kind of a scumball, or a, um, and yeah, yeah, I see, totally see that. Um, did you ever see his last movie, uh, Lucky? Oh, no, actually. Oh, it's so good. It's actually really worth watching. It's a, it's it's a great um, like uh, just just acting movie or like great small story. Yeah. Full of great character actors. I think you'd really like it. Well, so that's what they said. They say, like, you should write your first movie. It's just like, what do you have resources to? I was thinking about right. this the other day. I was like, I, I just have an apartment. I don't have any resources. I got a podcast. So, like, I don't have any, like, I don't have, like, a good location or a couple of actors. I was like, like, they always talk about that. Like, oh, do write one, one location features with only a few actors. And I'm like, no. I was, <laughs> I was actually thinking, of, although I was thinking of that. I did, I did kind of have a... a a germ of an idea for that, like um, mm. a, a one, uh, well, a one or two location movie. Yeah, uh, you well, know, like necessarily pitch on the show. Great for they, that. they like to steal our ideas right off the show, so I don't know. I don't know if you should pitch it out loud. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you did create Expendables Christmas, and now that shit's in production. 
She's like very, very young and you can't say innocent, but uh, very young no, and naive. No, you can't because like, well, even the scene where like, you, um, like you, you think Peru's like going to come onto her or like assault her in the, the motel or whatever, mm-hmm. like uh, he gets her involved and then like you think she's responding to it in a way that she's excited and you're like, holy shit, what just happened? It went from like... Um, Attempted sexual assault to, like, is she now involved? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, like... But that's a lynch move, you know? Like, a lynch is, like, present one emotion and then show you something else. Like, that's a lynch a lynch thing. To disturb right. you and make you question what you're actually seeing. See, um, and I always interpreted that as um, she kind of just did that to kind of get it over with. Hmm. Like, like rather than resist it and get it worse, just kind of give in a little bit and get it over with. That's the way I've always looked at it. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, I don't know. Um, maybe that's true. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what to say about her character very much. Um, look, it's it's one of her first movies. It's a it's a famous role. Um, and maybe this is one of the roles that made her a gay icon. I don't know. Like the gay, there was actually. Did you hear about this? Like the gay uh-huh. choir, like sing they sing a song at the Spirit Awards. It's basically about her, like all about Laura Dern, and uh, I was like, okay, that was like the best part of the whole show. But I was like, um, where'd that come from? Well, you know, like, uh, and I, and she's always kind of been an independent actress. If you think about it, like her whole career is like indie, really. Um, then she did a couple weird shows on HBO. Um, oh but, yeah, like yeah, that was a great show. Um, yeah, I, I don't really connect with her Jurassic character Park. in this movie. I don't really connect with her, is what I'm saying. But she's but she's well known for it. Um, oh, and if you like yeah. the steamy stuff, there's some steamy stuff in this movie. And if you want to see Nick Cage, like he's actually kind of restrained. Like it's not the craziest we've seen Nick Cage. Um, but if you no, but see he, do, he like, still kind of has some nutty. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, well, I mean, he beats up the band member and starts singing Elvis, or uh, when he when he bash it, like just like. His stuff is really, I don't know, I, I thought it was kind of like, he was kind of like withdrawn as a character. But if you're saying you think he still is like, peek, peeking around corners in truly Nick Cage fashion, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it's one of his more restrained, but I mean, you know, he, within the first five moments, he, he has like, you know, he bashes somebody's head in, you know, you like, you literally see head, a brain matter coming out of the back of the head. Well, okay, but that's plot, though, right? That's not like Nick Cage 
Nick Cage situation. You know, like, um, what is that movie where he walks into the room and he's just talking about the most random things? It's like an early movie in his career. Is his brother in that movie too? What's this other movie that like is similar to this one, but it's really weird? Like he comes into a. God, what is that other movie? They're already, already talking. Well, let's see. Um, oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like uh, one of his cousins directs it. Is it like yeah. a really bad movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he like flop, he has a moment where he's like losing his shit and flopping all over a bed. Yeah, like, like he makes the most like his his worst uh, actor. Like he made all these decisions. Oh shit! What the fuck? Sorry. You know. Like, um. <laughs> Something I, I was trying to look up the name of this, and then my phone decided to make uh, sounds. Yeah, Dave's phone was talking. Wanted to get in on the action. Um, anyway, yeah, um, he's in another movie where he makes all these decisions, and then like comes into a scene like full tilt, Nicolas Cage in true form. Like Nicolas Cage, you haven't seen since like leaving Las Vegas, but he he did this one way back. It was like one of his very first things that he did. I also like him in A Vampire's Kiss. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. He's, even great. Say, He's even great in the documentary about the Superman movie that never got made. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that's true, yeah. But yeah, I like Laura Dern a lot. It's cool to see her in here young. Um, and if you're a hornball, like I said, there's some steamy scenes in this movie. It's not full Lynch. It's it, Like David said, it's like a gateway Lynch movie. It introduced you to his world. Um... Yeah. There's a, yeah, Deadfall. There's a, what? Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Deadfall is the name of that movie we were trying to oh, think Oh, yeah, of. yeah, yeah. So there you go, folks. The other movie we were trying to figure out where he just comes in. Um, there's a lot of Wizard of Oz references in here. I mean, at one point, he, he gets knocked out and sees the Good Witch. Um, after that awkward scene where you think that Peru is going to like assault her, she's like clicking her heels like, like Dorothy. Um, mm-hmm. There might be more references, but those are the two that I can think of. Um, oh, actually, well, there's, of course, the, um, the ball that the, uh, Good Witch comes in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives his daughter, or excuse me, his son, when he meets him for the first time, a lion doll. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, and then, like, maybe Sailor is, like, the cowardly lion, because he's about to leave and doesn't have the courage to, like, be part of the family, but then, ultimately, there's just weird, um, metaphors with car accidents for some reason. Like, I, you know, like, uh. And I don't know what the, I don't know what the, why. But anyway. Um, and of course, there's a lot of Elvis in it. Yeah, a lot like of Elvis. Like, you only sing Love Me Tender to the woman he's going to marry. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And his character, Sailor, is kind of like an Elvis type, and he's got a snakeskin jacket that he thinks is magical and whatever else. Um, yeah, folks, I mean, why is it a bad romance? I mean, well, I mean, the dudes, the he, they're not going to let him, you know, be with the love one he loves, and they, they're literally sending people to kill him. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, and then he does make some bad choices, and it, like I said, it gets violent. It gets ridiculously violent at one point. Um, you know, where like the bank teller is trying to find his hand that got shut off. You know, they're like, "Oh, don't, don't worry, they can uh, they can put it back on. They got new technology. You'll be fine." <laughs> and, right. And uh, spoiler alert: the dog runs away with it. Um. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. Uh, it's probably a good choice for a bad romance. The whole month long, we're talking about movies that, you know, um, star-crossed lovers or or desperate relationships in these movies the whole you know what i noticed on tv and other and other places on the internet they're finally kicking in their valentine's day shit you know like like oh, movie really? marathons and like uh i saw amazon too is like oh valentine's day picks you know i was like oh wow all right so now now everybody's getting in on the action so it's good that we started <laughs> early get some traction behind this um let's see what else is going on 
I guess that's it. It was the Oscar night. And now we've told you about um, Dave's favorite Lynch movie. Yep. Yep. Everything you needed to know. Yeah, like what else did you need to know? Uh, don't artificially inseminate cows and steal their babies, according to Joaquin. Like, keep that in mind the next time you want to eat a, a Whopper. <laughs> I don't know. You could always make it an impossible Whopper. Yeah, that's right. You could you could do something impossible. <laughs> uh, Binge Waters brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>